The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Ladies and gentlemen, shaggers and marks, Randy Phil here. And we're back with episode 26, a Snapdragon duplex. Apologies for the wait between episodes. I'm blaming AEW for fucking about with the schedule, giving us the Friday shows. We've been busy, the Euros have been on, but we're all here now. We've got two weeks to catch up with, so Mikey, take it away, mate. Hello, uh, I'm back in the sunny, noisy, loving life. And uh, this week we're going through Dynamite, not just last week's one, but the week before. We had a bit of a week off. And we'll just rush through that one quickly, so Dynamite... 4th of June. June? June. Not 4th of July. Not going to get all Cody Rhodes on you. The 4th <laughs> of June. So, first match was Young Bucks versus Death by Angle, because Ray Phoenix is injured. So, I thought it was a great match. It was loads of fun. Uh, the Bucks were wrestling in Travis Scott Air Jordan 1s, so they're still bastards. And I really love the ref bump. You know, Nick Jackson rips off Penta's mask to reveal a second mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, Penta kicks Nick in the balls is it a Young Bucks match if no one gets kicked in the balls? Probably not if a tree gets kicked in the balls in the forest and there's no one around to call them out did it really make a sound? <laughs> anyway um, he hits Nick in the balls and then hits one of those rolled up tight pile driver things that he does and then Pack hits a black arrow and Matt Jackson fucking saves him and that was oh, so cool. It'd be such a cool fucking tag team finisher. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Young Bucks cheat to win using their best wee weapon, Brandon Cutler, the <laughs> phantom of the fucking opera. Good match, man. Um, Eddie came in to save Death Bangle after the match. Yes, so fucking Eddie saving the day after all. But more Young Bucks versus Death Triangle, Death Bangle. It's feeling like a rehash. I'm... Almost at my fucking tether with it. Anybody else? Are we all still cool with it? Now Eddie's involved. Eddie just loves getting involved. He's with the family. He's not got a family. He's got Moxley. Now he's not got Moxley because Moxley's got his own family. Um, So, on being the elite, you're probably not catching it because so much happening through the week. But the Young Bucks have been bullying Brandon Cutler into cheating for them, so... That's why Brandon Cutler's cheating, because the Young Bucks are playing the whole Oz. I bet you feel good to have this job during the pandemic. There's plenty of other companies out there that are letting people go. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, not fucking much else that we can say about it, is there? Young Bucks won, cheating Brandon Cutler, cheating bastards. Kingston's involved now. Let's fucking just move on. So we've got Mark Henry, he comes out, he's saying that he's just going to be an announcer or whatever. He was supposed to be doing this during Double or Nothing, but time restraints. Say fucking time restraints, it was like a five and a half hour pay-per-view. I think they gave him five minutes to say, I'm not going to wrestle. Well, he didn't say he's not going to wrestle, he said he's got a bit left in the tank. He might wrestle, but he's here for commentary or analysis or whatever the fuck they want to play it off as. Then after that, Vicky Guerrero announces she's got somebody that she wants to manage. Andrade El Hilo Hijupidoko. It's Andrade. It's 
Mr. Charlotte Flair. He is now All Elite. I don't know what deal he's got. I don't know if he's one of the open door, forbidden door, back door guys. But he's Elite. And it'll be interesting to see where we go with Andrade. What are your thoughts on it, Mikey? Aye, so I'm just hoping that Mark Henry's a backstage dude. Um, mm. He might be a good manager. Anyway, Andrade coming out. Is that like a thing that Andrade's going to be with Mark Henry? I don't think so. Nah. He's with Vicky Guerrero. She was bringing the vibe down. It's a bit of a weird debut, wasn't it? He comes out, he's getting cheers, but he's supposed to be getting booze, and ugh, it's a bit strange. Yeah. Um, that brings us to Cody and Lee Johnson versus QT Marshall and Anthony Agogo, and this match was not good. It was not good. I've not got much noted here, to be honest, man. Uh, I think this feud should have been over at double or nothing. So Anthony Agogo knocks Cody out and QT pins him. That's kind of the main thing of it. And I really wish this was the end, but... It can't be the end, because Cody Rhodes hasn't gone over, so... Yeah, he's got to prove that he's the best, the greatest of all time, bar none. Fuck Bret Hart, fuck Shawn Michaels, <laughs> fuck Undertaker. It's fucking Cody Rhodes. Then, now, forever. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm not going to get too much into this. QT Marshall picks up a win. Fucking racking up the Ws, he's got to be challenging for Kenny Omega at some point. But... <sighs> I'm leaving it there. I'll maybe get into Cody stuff later when we cover it in this week's, last week's, whatever week's AEW. Then the inner circle are out in the ring. They're saying it's not over with the pinnacle. We all knew it wasn't over. Like, what was the point in having fucking double or nothing pay-per-view if we've still got Kingston having shit with the Young Bucks, Cody having shit with the factory? Who else did we say? Inner circle having shit with the pinnacle. And there's probably more. We'll probably go to get more later. Christian's having shit with everybody. Christian taking on the world. But we'll get there. Fucking inner circle in Pinnacle. We'll cover it later. We'll cover it in this week's, last week's AEW when the Pinnacle retaliate. But all you need to know, inner circle wants one more match to fucking whoop the Pinnacle. So, it seems like the Inner Circle aren't fucking done with the pinnacle. The rubber match will be inbound. Um, the pinnacle are going to win, aren't they? Yeah. But, I mean, what's the stipulation going to be? So I'm starting to think it might be Survivor Series, something like that. Ooh. Like an elimination style thing. Yeah. It's got to be right, then that kind of like gives you the whole thing of, well, we fucking beat every single one year one-on-one, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. That could be a Something show. like that. And that cuts us into... Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Uh, Don Callis pretended to use an LCD telly as a touchscreen device. Which oh my god. Every time you pressed it, it would distort the display. So you're like, this is really obviously not a fucking touchscreen. It's funny. Right, you're saying that, but I legit came across a guy and he was showing us something on the computer one time. And um, he was trying to flick between pictures and he was like, finger on the screen trying to swipe, trying to hit the arrows like, why is this fucking thing not working? I'm like, yeah mate, it's not it's not a touch screen, that's like a PC monitor you're fucking about and he goes, oh, looks the exact same as my tablet. Leaving names out it. Guy got proper raging about it because I was laughing. Thought he was taking the piss. He was not. Just it's just old dudes with technology in it. But with Kenny and Don they're just now looking for another challenger, are they? 
they're busy, they've got all their own stuff. They just defended against Moose on Impact for the Impact title. We'll see whoever's number one contender. Oh, no, wait, we've got Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy and Kenny Omega. More on that later. So we're getting into it now. Anyway, Jungle Boy and Christian tagging up against the private party. It's all just a fucking way to give Jungle Boy a rub, isn't it? Tagging with Christian, kind of like what they're doing with Darby and Sting. It'll work. Christian's fucking getting over with the troops. Jungle Boy's already over, but you just want to get him more TV time. And what way to get him more TV time than sticking with a legend that is Christian? During the match, fucking private party went to go for a five second pose. They fucked up their timing. Not that they didn't do five seconds, they just, I think they'd done it at the wrong spot of the match. I was told to go back and watch it. They were fucking about. They were trying to get Christian in a move. Christian was like not feeding for them at all. He was not playing along. He was like scrunched up on the mat. I thought, oh fuck, Christian's injured here. This is the last thing that he needs. But no, I think it was just a timing issue more than anything. They got fucking back. They'd done their business. Private party were looking to finish off the match with some gin and juice on Jungle Boy. Christian fucked it up for them, hits someone with a spear, the one that's not Mark Quinn, hits him with a spear, Jungle Boy gets Mark Quinn in the snare trap, taps out, the winners of your match, Christian and Jungle Boy, it was, it was fine, it was fine, just giving Darby, no Darby, see, Jungle Boy, more TV time, I'm cool with it, we're lighting Jungle Boy, getting excited for the title match, a week on Saturday? Saturday? Depends when this goes out. Nah, it'll be a week Saturday. Private Party. Uh, looks like they're raiding Jack Wills for their wrestling gear. Um, <laughs> they were doing five second poses. You know, the parody fucking Edge and Christian used to do it all the time. If you're old enough to remember. And they were having a merry way with Christian until eventually Jungle Boy got the hot tag. Took them both out. And the finish was Mark Quinn tapping to the snare trap. And it was alright. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm tired, because I'm out of work or whatever, but I just didn't feel like there's that much chemistry between these two teams. They're both capable. I mean, Jungle Boy and Christian are very capable. Mm-hmm. Um, both very capable tag team wrestlers. And Pirate Party are good, so it's, it was, yeah, I don't know, was that right? Was that right? So we've got Tony the Shagger of Sting and Darby. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Fucking Scorpio says without Sting, Darby is nothing. Challenges him to pick any other partner and try his luck. So, Britt Baker celebration. With a ring full of heels, including B. Dolph and none other than Luther. He's back. He's looking fucking suave as fuck. In his red vest. <laughs> Is that a heel? I miss you, Luther. Please stay. He can't be a heel. Please remain. For Andy's sake. <laughs> For all of our sakes. Um, so Britt Baker had her championship celebration. Nyla Rose threw a fucking fit. So that will be contender number one for the AEW Women's Championship, I think. That's all there was to that fucking segment. I'm not getting into more. Then we had Bunny versus Red Velvet. 
Looks as though Red Velvet started their own group with Big Swole and Kylan King. Definitely got that wrong. Don't care. It wasn't a squash match, but Red Velvet definitely fucking had the upper hand. Hit a stunner, got a two count, went for the just dessert. The bunny the bunny interrupted it with a kick, went for a big right hook. Then Red Velvet ducks the punch, hits the just dessert and wins. Simple as. Red Velvet rang up the wins. Still got to get pumped off Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose or Britt Baker, whoever she goes up against next of those big three. Then we had Miro saying that he's got a match next week, last week. Ten minutes time for now against Evil Uno. It's a good match, we're going to get there, don't worry about it. Um, what else we got? Yeah, I miss Luther. Bring back Luther. Luther was a fountain of content for this podcast. It was a faucet of content and Tony K, Tony Khan just switched off the faucet. Now we're dry as so many inappropriate things come to mind. So I'm just going to say we're dry on content. We have no content when Luther is not here. And on that sour note, let's go to the bull rope match. Dustin Rhodes versus Nick Come Come Comarato. And I'm going to give you a spoiler right now. Dustin Rhodes is going into this match with a fucking 13 in 1 record in bull rope matches. So I like my odds here with my boy. What we got, Mikey? So, yeah, it's your main event of the evening. We've got Nick the Sasquatch Camarato versus. <laughs> Dustin loves a fucking blade Rhodes <laughs> in a bull rope match and holy fuck the Sasquatch is launching fucking gold dust into the ring over the top of his head yes. which is impressive considering Dustin's, he's not a light man um, yeah Sasquatch blades and Dustin doesn't? Is the <laughs> apocalypse inbound? What the fuck's going on? I thought it was in fucking bizarro cuckoo world. Anyway, loved the power bomb through the table on the outside. I thought it looked sick. Mm-hmm. And then we get interference from Machete Knife. All the fucking <laughs> boys are out this week, mate. All the fucking boys. Machete Knife's here, Colt Gun running down to chase Aaron Solo away after he exposed the turnbuckle. Like a bastard. Dustin hits a top rope bulldog and wins, which I thought was a bit weird finish. Anyway, good match. Uh, it's not a classic, but I mean, Dustin's starting to look slow Fucking and unsteady. He says, I know he's your boy. I feel a bit bad. But it was good. Five star. It was good to have a win as the finish of the show. You know what I mean? I just like a clean win. End of the show. And there was no run ins after that and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it was good. It was a good match. The show itself, it was a bit meh. I mean, there was nothing major going on really. Most of the matches were pretty unnoteworthy, is that the word? I mean, yeah. I really enjoyed the Biango versus the Bucks. I thought that was great. And the Bull Rope match was really fun. But, I mean, other than that, did anything really move forward? True. Not really. Well, there's Mikey's take on the June... June the 4th Dynamite. Mikey's take on June the 4th Dynamite. Mine's isn't much different, to be fair, although I did enjoy the end of Dustin and Nick Comerato because he hogtied him for a pin. How can you dislike a hogtie finish? It just makes sense. It's a bull, oh, well, it's a bull rope in it. You can't hogtie a bull. 
I mean, you might be able to, but fuck, I wouldn't want to try. Yeah, so Dustin gets the bull rope match, and I'm just going to cover it now. Cody is getting a fucking strap match when we've got, like, the actual proper touring crowds back. Fucking first night back. Cody wants his own strap match, so he's got a fucking South Boston Harbor something strap match against QT. It's like, it's just a pure sibling thing. My brother's got one. I fucking want one. Stop being a bitch, Cody. Get your own match. Get a blade on a pole. Nah, Dustin will want that. Get Dustin the blade in the pole match. You can have the fucking strap on match. Dustin's record for the bull ropes is now 14 and 1. Buzzing. But yeah, the show overall pissed me off a wee bit because it was a Friday. Fucked my schedule. I was just pissed off trying to watch it because I was being a wee smart ass. Stayed up, watched Smackdown 3 in the morning. 3 in the morning comes, thought I'd watch Dynamite, got an hour, fell asleep, tried to watch it the next day, lack of sleep, got pissed off. Took me about 3 or 4 goes to get through this one. That's all we're saying. So let's fucking go on to week 2, June the 11th, Dynamite. Right, so we're kicking off June the 11th, Dynamite with Christian versus Angelico. Now, now where do I know Angelico from? Is what company was he in before? He must have been somewhere because I'm sure I recognise him. I know he's been on AEW like since they kicked off, but he just seems familiar. And he is how old is he? He can't be that old. I think this guy is a talented MFer. He's just not getting a lot of time because he's in the tag team with Jack Evans, TH two. But he's a big lanky bastard. He's athletic. He had a good match here with Christian, but unfortunately, Christian whooped him, he outworked him. Both men ended up with a double down in the middle of the ring. Christian gets up, goes to the corner, and Helico comes towards him, and Christian hits his fucking patented pendulum kick, gets into the ring, hits the kill switch, and wins. No reversals of a kill switch this match. My mate was saying anytime Christian is in a match and he goes for a kill switch, it always gets reversed. Like, he has got the record for the most reversed finishers. Not that he's reversed the most, his finisher has been reversed the most. But not this time. Christian hits a kill switch, wins, gets jumped, gets saved by Jungle Boy. Stramage, we're kicking off this week with a good Stramage. Dynamite, all elite streamage, whatever. What are your thoughts on it, Mikey? So yeah, Christian versus Angelico, and I guess it's Matt Hardy versus Christian's the new feud. Ooh. Um, it looks like he's signed TH2 as well, so yeah. Matt Hardy's fucking stable. Seems to be like the stable of lost fucking boys. It's um, Christian wins, gets jumped by the other TH2 guy, I can't remember his name. Jack Evans. And Matt Hardy hits a twist of fate on him. So Jungle Boy comes flying out for the save. It's just a pretty standard opener for AEW, and it? it's like you've got higher up work rate, yeah. and then a wee post match to mash. So, all in all, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. And that brings us on to Tony the Shagger. He comes out. He's introducing Brock Anderson, son of famed Arn Anderson, and Brock Lesnar. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing it's Arn Anderson and Brock Lesnar's love child. There's no other explanation. Um, it looks too. like he's going to be tagging with um, Cody Rhodes, the American shite mare. 
Brock Anderson comes out and I'm expecting a bit of a fucking monster, but he comes out he dressed like a fucking golfer. He's got khaki fucking shorts on, like chino shorts and a fucking pink polo shirt. And <sighs> nothing screams I fight for a living than dressing like a fucking builder bear. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Um, Cutie Marshall comes out, he's dressed like a fucking bowler. So what you've got a golfer versus a bowler? Uh, in a South Beach strap match. South um, Beach strap match. Or as I called it, the Arab strap match. And that's what's happening next week. So <laughs> we'll get to that later on. What do you reckon about it all? Ah, uh, fed up with this. Cody versus QT in a strap match. Two weeks' time. Next week, Cody and Brock Anderson versus QT and AA Ron. Ah, whatever, mate. I'm cracking on. I'm cracking on and we're going with the Death Triangle. Well, no. Pack and Penta L Zero M with and Eddie Kingston taking on the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler. Six man action this week. Um It was good. It was a good match. I liked it. I know I'm saying I'd get fed up with them, but they had some fucking fun spots. Eddie Kingston and Pack trying to get together, try to get along. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. That carry on. Eddie Kingston's just good. Pac's good. Pac's just angry. Eddie's a fucking wind-up merchant. And Penta's doing his face paint. And doing some cool, crazy fucking flips. Love it. So, again, like we had with Double or Nothing, Pac had the Brutalizer in on A. Jackson. Let's see, I can't even remember. And let's say it was Matt. Had the brutalizer in Matt, Nick comes in, tries to kick Pack, tries to kick him again. Like, you're just kicking a brick wall at this point. Kick, kicking him in the head is doing nothing. He's not going to break the hold. And then Nick went to bounce off the ropes and come back at Pack. Eddie Kingston comes in and just like, he's got Pack's back, but Pack had already broke the hold. But it's good to know your boy's got your back. Then they do a tandem dive outside. That might have happened before the Brutalizer, but it was still fun shit regardless. We're going to see a lot of, like, frenemies between Pac and Kingston whilst Moxley is away changing the nappies for the next... I don't know, how long paternity do you get with Tony King- Tony Khan? don't know. He was trying to game a whole fucking year off with this death match, but... We'll see. We'll see when Moxley's back, but I'm enjoying Pack and Kingston working together, probably going to feud down the line. That will be cool. Or a Pack Moxley if he returns. Don't know why I'm booking this because it's not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. End of the match comes fucking Eddie Kingston backfisted Brandon Cutler and got the win. Is that the fucking Judas effect? Is Eddie doing the Judas effect? Hmm. But they get the win. Then we've got Ulstromash. The good brothers come out to fucking beat up Eddie, Pac and Penta. Then the elite hunter. My boy, Frankie, Mankey Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter. Best nickname ever. Love it. He's getting involved with it as well now. I'm going to enjoy it. I like that bit. Mikey, what were your thoughts on the match, mate? Eddie Kingston is a wee faction slut, isn't he? (laughs) 
Ray Phoenix is still injured. Oh, God, Ray Phoenix, my boy. I miss him so much. He's injured, so we've got Eddie Kingston here, despite him and Pac having a beef still. Do you know what I mean? So, it is what it is, I guess. Um, This was actually a good match, I thought. I don't know why we're doing the WWE let's do the same fight every week shtick, but, I mean, here we are. And it's two quality teams fighting every week, so I guess it's like it's not that big. It's not that bad, really. Yeah. I just hope that they move on from this soon, because you don't want this to get boring. You don't want people to get bored of your two best tag teams, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, end of it, Pack pinned Bra- Brandon Cutler. I was he post-match, Dramash. So, I mean, pfft. Yeah, pack? good match. But Eddie. it's starting to feel recycled. And we've got the pinnacle. Um, they're out doing a prop. Uh, they're out doing a promo, and they've got a few impassioned speeches about how they're the best in a circle yeah. of shite. You know the usual blah de blah de blah de blah. Um, you cut to the inner circle outside beating the living shit out of the pinnacle's limousine, <laughs> and they're shouting like, "I hope you're ready to walk home." And as soon as they say that, I'm like, "Mate, if they can afford a limo, <laughs> they can fucking afford a taxi home." Do you know what I mean? They can get an Uber. It's not a big deal. Um. And then later on, they fucking shout into the mic, you better get an Uber. And I'm like, yeah, that, that, that was my point, Chris. <laughs> I mean, like, just relax. Um, but I did love, I think it was Santana done it. He graffitied El Barto up the side of the fucking limousine. I marked out for that. Anything Simpsons related, and I'm sending a t-shirt your way, so I'm going to have to watch it back. It was either Santana or Ortiz. You're getting a fucking t-shirt in the mail, man. Mate... Right, I'm cutting back here. Your boy Ray Phoenix. How come your boys are like Ray Phoenix, Penta, fucking, I don't know, you got all the good guys and I've got like fucking Luther, B. Dolph. Who the fuck was the other one? I don't know, it's probably like fucking Brandon Cutler or something. You gave me all this shit and you got all the cool cunts. That nah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, Pinnacle. Pinnacle are pretty much saying. The FTR, they're cool to fight Santana and Ortiz again. Wardlow is buzzing to fucking whip Hager again. Like, they two have definitely got a fucking... They, their rubber match will be like a fucking dildo on a pole or something. These two are gay for each other, and that's fine. I'm gay for the two of them as well. Sean Spears, I don't know what's happening with Sean Spears. See, that guy's just fucking raging all the time. That's my spirit animal, just pure rage all the time and MGF was just like, no I'm not fighting you Chris you can win fuck yourself go fuck yourself Chris which is fair enough I don't know I want it to end quick between all of these guys then I'll be cool they should just drop it now, drop it now end of, do a draft pinnacle to fucking elevation in inner circle to dark and that'll be us sorted Next off, we had Darby Allen and Sting. What even happened? Did Darby just say, Sting, stay at home. I don't fucking want you here for my two-on-one. I'm the big shagger. I've got this, mate. That's fine. Sting's not going to show up next week. Side note, Sting most likely, definitely, will show up next week. Then we got on to our TNT title match. I loved this match. It was just cool. It, I was happy. I like seeing Evil Uno. He was one of your original OGs in AEW. Nobody really liked him. I didn't like him. But I'm guessing that's because it was Dark Order and you weren't supposed to like Dark Order at that point. So it was a good heel. 
Now he's a fucking really good face. He's just a lovely guy. He's in there trying to get the TNT title back to the Dark Order. And he just blew it. Because he was having a good wee run in the match. He hit a couple of big fucking clotheslines. He worked Miro down eventually. He hit the big boot, Brody Lee style. Then he tried to hit a discus lariat. And it done fuck all. It just annoyed Miro. He put him in the game over. And it was in fact game over. Yeah. Next. Who's next in line for Miro? He should just fucking... Is this what it's going to be now for uh, the TNT champion? Is they need to fucking gauntlet through the Dark Order? That's cool, I'm cool with that. You'll be cool with it because we can get you Colt Cabana, TNT champion. Why has he not been fighting? That's the other thing. That doesn't matter. What are you saying about this, Mikey? Aye, so Evil Uno versus Miro for the TNT belt. I fucking loved this match. Yeah. I really did. I really enjoyed this. Evil Uno was selling like a fucking boss. Miro was allowed to look like a fucking monster. His strikes actually looked painful. Um, I really, really liked the spot where he punched the ring post outside while Evil Uno ducked. I thought it looked cool. <laughs> um, although he did overstretch a wee bit so he could actually hit the post. I realised that yeah. I think they both realised they were a wee bit too far away from it. So he had to kind of jump forward a bit, which made it even funnier. <laughs> bollocks wrestling. I love bollocks wrestling. Um, Miro teasing and unmasking of Evil Uno. Um, enjoyed the exposed turnbuckle spot. Miro kicking out at two and fucking 10 11th so whatever fucking <laughs> right on the line a current angle kick out and Miro wins with the game over right in front of all of his boys and they're all very respectful they're very respectful of the Dark Order they don't cause a stramash I like that it was just a bit like look okay fine we don't need to bat a fuck at you you, you won fair enough fair enough and they walk off yeah next up we got um, Kenny Omega Starfish Island himself Don Callis and they're saying that Jungle Boy doesn't have the guts to get in the ring with Kenny, but oh, fucking, of, of course he does. He just comes straight out <laughs> to the ring, you know. Um, not much happening here, man. Just some hype for it. And yeah, it's going to be a fun match. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Mm. Then next up, Randy, we've got your boy, this is man in suit, Mark Sterling. And he says he's going to make sure Jade Who's Cargo he, is a household name. She's becoming a superstar, man. I mean, she's getting hype packages every week. I'm here for it, man. I, I, I just inject it into the fucking women's division. Maybe do the slow burn fucking base turn for Britt Baker and have Jade Cargo take the belt off her. Maybe that'll work. But give her a year, man. Fucking Britt needs a long run. She needs a long run with it. Yeah. What's your thoughts on all this shit, mate? My thoughts is you've gave me fucking Mark Sterling. He's my boy. And let me guess, Jade, Jade Cargo, she's your boy. You've got the good boy and I've got the fucking gimp again. Um, Jungle Boy and Kenny. I'm low-key buzzing for this now. I think maybe Kenny Omega and Don Callis are going to go into this match underestimating Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, he's not going to get like the upset victory, right? But he's going to fucking give him a scare. So much of a scare that Don Callis will get involved and it'll be a screwy finish. I know I always say it's a screwy finish and we've never had it, but I think the past wee while I've been good hodding back on a screwy finish and they're saving it for this. So that you can believe Jungle Boy 
could be champion, but he's not in the top five. He only got the match because he won the tournament. So you're going to get more Jungle Boy on TV, but he's not going to be championship contender yet. But yeah, buzzing for that. Jade Cargill, that's another weird one that's going to be getting to me. It's like, face-wise in the women's division, I don't think there's anybody big that I'm buzzing for. There probably is, just not that I can think right now. But it feels like your three big names are Britt Baker, Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose. And they're like your top three birds and they're all heels. It's it's too, too heel dominant. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I think it's going to be Britt versus Nyla for the belt next. Jade's just going to be fucking squashing gimps for the foreseeable. Well, not even squash. She will be in action. I think, like, Jade Cargill taking on the likes of Thunder Rosa or Serena Deeb. Give them a good half hour. No, don't. Please don't. Give them a good 15 to 20 minutes. That'll be fine. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Then we get Scorpio Sky. He's pretty much just calling fucking Darby Allen a... I can't say the words that are coming to my mind. But Scorpio Sky is advising Darby Allen that he is not of the correct thinking if he's wanting to go for a handicap match. He's pretty much calling him a fucking idiot, right? He's calling him a fucking idiot. If you're going for a two-on-one handicap match, you're, you're a fucking idiot, Darby Allen. Don't do it. Pick anybody. Pick Luther. I know he's the shittest fucking tag team partner, but we need the content. Think of Snapdragon. <sighs> Next. Aye, so Lance Archer comes out versus a jobber. I'll put this with me. I didn't even get his fucking name. <laughs> I didn't even know they said his name. They just said, man. So here he is. Yeah. Lance comes out, absolutely fucking lamps him, right out of the sky from a springboard nothing, and gives <laughs> him a huge choke slam, gives him the blackout, over and done, wham, bam, get to fuck. So good. So good. I think they need to do this treatment with him for Lance Archer every week. Yeah. Give him the Braun Strowman fucking rub. Every week, come in, beat the shit out of someone, fuck off home, until you're like, fuck, Lance Archer's ace. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it did get Braun over. Braun also did get sacked last week, so I mean, maybe maybe it's not the best, uh, maybe it's not the best analogy. It that's the way money. it is. And we cut to your boy, B-Dolph. He's on the mic. He's asking Orange Cassidy to either join them or face them, and I bet he's quaking in his jean joggers. <laughs> Would you make of this? Right, so I said, according to fucking Mikey, my boys are B-Dolph, Mark Sterling, and Luther. He's got Penta, fucking Lance Archer, Miro, Ray Phoenix, and Jade Cargill. That's a fucking 5-on-5 Survivor Series team. Even though I've only got three in my five, number two didn't show up. Um, right, sorry. Lance Archer, he is... He's done that like a shit place on the card. He's not had any of the massive wins, I don't think, not that I can remember. He's not winning any of the belts. He's in like a shitty purgatory place. He needs something big before the end of this year. Not even like a title belt, but see if they've done something 
King of the Ring style or World Cup style a tournament with something at the end of it. I think Lance Archer needs something like that or else he will just get this fucking... He'll get a match, then he'll get beat, then we'll lose hope in him and then poor Jake will lose hope in him, then Jake will turn on him. Even then, that would be kind of cool. But give Lance Archer more shit, that's what I'm saying. And then we've got the wingmen, my boy B. Dolph and the wingmen. They're saying Orange Cassidy, you can let us dress you up or Caesar Bononi will fuck up your face. Like, that's all they said. They said, you can let us dress you or Bononi will dress up your face. And then we've announced a match for next week. If you, I'll cover it. I'll try and cover it at the productions for next week. Nah, fuck it, I'll cover it now. If you're Orange Cassidy, you're already, like, you're not lazy, you're, you're like, meh. If that was me, I'd be like, yeah, mate, go on, dress me up. I don't want punched in the face. Dress me up. And then you get, like, a cool fucking montage of Orange Cassidy in the dressing room, coming up, thumbs up, thumbs down. And then you, you don't get your face punched in. Fun days. A wee shopping trip with the boys. Hot boy summer. And then after that we go on to a Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch. This is what I was saying, Nyla Rose is like one of your more dominant heel women. It wasn't exactly a squash match again, was it? Might have been, could have been. But it was definitely a David versus Goliath match. Nyla Rose throws about little Layla Hirsch, hits her with an avalanche beast bomb and gets the win. See, Nyla might be a good face if they turned her, but she's with Vicky Guerrero, and you can't put Vicky face, she's just like, you love to hate her too much to make her a face, but yes, is this us going on to the main event, is it Mikey? Main event? So now it's time for the main event of the evening, we've got Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs Mm. versus number 10 and Hangman Adam Page. And how the fuck is Brian Cage still FTW champion? Oh, mate. Surely that's Hangman's page and his fucking belt now. Surely the fuck? He fucking battered him. Anyway, if you want to get him over as a heel, right, this is my idea. Have him defend the FTW belt every week. Yeah. Week in, week out, have him defending it, cheating or walking away to keep the belt. Do you know what I mean? Just just hit him with a chair. Yeah. Still your champ, walks off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> But that's not the plan. They're obviously giving him the slow fucking face turn, so that's not in the plan. But it could have been. Mm. It fucking could have been. But anyway, the FEW belt's a fucking piece of shit right now. <laughs> um, my favourite spot of this match, by the way, was Brian Cage hitting a 619. I'll never not oh, mark out for seeing that big roidy bastard going flying around the fucking ropes. Um, the end of the end of it was fucking very reminiscent of double or nothing so Ricky Starks throws Cage the FTW belt you know to scalp Adam Page with Cage throws it back to him Starks fucking slaps Brian Cage Brian Cage ends up chasing him up the ramp and it's now a two on one match you've got Powerhouse Hobbs versus 10 and Adam Page and there's a fucking I'm not kidding one of the most beautifully smooth cutters I've seen in fucking years mm-hmm. hit from number 10 uh, and then Buckshot Lariat on Powerhouse Hobbs, and that's it fucking over. 
and the show ends, right, with the Dark Order and Adam Page up on the ramp, drinking beer, celebrating, having a fucking great time. <laughs> My boy Coke Cabana was up there too. It was fucking great. Best fucking way to finish the show, man. Yeah. Best. I'm so happy it wasn't a Stramash. So happy there wasn't a running. I'm so happy they did all that fucking Team Taz shite in the match so that you can forget about it and you can enjoy them winning the match. I just love a celebration at the end. Astro Mash at the end is good sometimes, but not every week. And this two weeks in a row, we didn't get it. So maybe they listen to the podcast, man. Maybe they're listening to me. Tony Khan, always here for a job. Please. Overall, man, I thought it was a pretty good Dynamite. Um, I watched it in two halves, because I was watching the Euros as well, and I'm, I'm trying to get early nights. Yeah. So I watched half of one day, half of the next day, and I think that really helped keeping my notably terrible attention span on it and yeah overall it's a pretty good week I thought better than the week before mm. what's your thoughts on the main event and the show as a whole I think Brian Cage just isn't understanding what Ricky Stark wants from him when he gives him the belt he's like what? Why, are you, why are you throwing me the belt I've not won the match yet it wasn't even a fucking match for the belt why are you throwing this to me I, I still need to win mate that's all it is. It's just a miscommunication is all. What I would like... Right. We're going to kick into this. I want to know how long Adam Page and the Dark Order have had this thing going on now. Was it just after the start of the year? When they were trying to recruit him? And then he said, no, I can't, but he's teamed with him ever since, which is fine, I love that, but are we getting a bigger payoff, or is this, like, is this the payoff? Did I tell you about the being the elite? Has anybody seen the being the elite whenever Hangman Adam Page was, like, passing Brody Lee in the back, and Brody Lee turned to him and he said, oh, you should join the Dark Order, and Adam Page was like, mate, I applied fucking, like, two or three months ago and I never got a response. Same Adam Page. I didn't get the response either. Mikey did. He's in it. But, yeah, that was cool. And then Brody Lee goes to the rest of the Dark Order like, why have we not got fucking Adam Page's application form? Then they blame the system. System fucking error. Whatever. But are we getting a big payoff anytime soon with... Hangman Adam Page teaming with the Dark Order and being pals with the Dark Order. It's like you don't need to be in a cult to be pals. Who even said they're a cult? Me. I said they're a cult. The match. I like the match. And where do I think we're going with this match? If you're going to be of Mikey's thinking that Brian Cage is getting fed up by Ricky Starks, Shagger Starks, throwing them the belt every fucking time they have a match. It's going to be Adam Page versus Brian Cage in the steel cage for the FTW belt. But it's going to be Brian Cage that wants the cage match because it's his name. It's his namesakes. He wants the cage match to keep fucking Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Hook and Taz. He wants to keep them out. So he wants the cage match and he's got to defend the FTW belt for it. And he's going to lose. And Adam Page is going to be the new FTW champ. Then we're not going to care about Adam Page going for the AEW heavyweight. Because he's just going to be having a fucking right good time. Drinking the beers. Being the champ with the Dark Order. 
and that's what's going to happen. I like this week's Dynamite. I think it's because I knew I was expecting the Friday show. Didn't know I was expecting it again this week. And I forgot to expect a Saturday show the week after. But yeah, it was all fine. It was good. I liked it. Let's see, what have we got for Friday Cummins Dynamite? Friday Night Dynamite. What's up, Mikey? Right, so let's do the predictions then. Shagger. We've got Andrade's having a sit-down with JR. What am I thinking about this, man? So I think, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this out there, right, because it's a bit early, I think, but I think there's a possibility he'll go after the TNT belt and go after Miro. Hmm. But I hope he doesn't, because I think that's way too WWE. You can't have Andrade versus Rusev on the AW. Not now. It's not it's in the rankings. Not after all these sackings and stuff, and they're presumably going to sign someone else. Yeah. You just can't have it. So I hope they push him up against someone who's a face... Maybe doesn't have loads going on. And I just realised that I wrote Christian down here, but it can't be Christian because he's got all the Matt Hardy stuff going on. Yeah. So I'm at a fucking loss. I'm absolutely at a loss of who that could be. Pass. Who do you think it's going to be? After all that, you can... And why? Right, before I get into it, we had the WWE releases. Strowman's gone. Alistair Black's gone. Lana's gone. Some fucking very surprising releases, but the word the word on Squared Circle on Reddit is Mark Henry has been pushing for AEW to sign Braun Strowman, and there is interest from AEW. I don't know if MD's been actively pushing it, but Alistair Black as well, or Tommy End, whatever your name is, Alistair Black, they're wanting interest in him. They want to get him in AEW. So they two could be cool. We all thought like Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe might end up in AEW. Samoa Joe has re-signed to NXT so he still got released but he's on a different contract because Triple H loves the size of his big Samoan boss and he's gotten back on NXT. Daniel Bryan is a weird one. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if that's a legit release but we're done with that. Smash on Andrade, too soon for a TNT shot, he's not ranked. I just want to see him in some cool exhibition matches in a wee fun storyline. Not fun, but something to play with. So, like, Christopher Daniels, he's now going for Mankey Frankie. He's probably winding down, but they could put on a fucking good match, I think. Chris Daniels versus Andrade, or Andrade versus one of the best friends... Trent or Chuck Taylor. Trent Barrett or Chuck Taylor. Or, here's a good one that I want, Andrade versus Colt Cabana. And then he like goes in leading to Dark Order and stuff. Fighting Dark Order boys. And then Adam Page at the end of it. Or, put him up against my boy Luther. We've got an MMA rules cage fight. <laughs> Jake Hager versus Wardlow. Oh what the fuck, man? <laughs> Whose cack idea was it to go, you know, MMA, let's have that, but make it worked. Let's script it. Do you know whose cack idea that was? Vince fucking McMahon ages ago. Shit, McMahon? Raw Underground. Shit. Sorry, I know you mourn the loss of Raw Underground, but fuck it. Underground. Fucking crap. 
Um, that is my hill to die on. But Jake Hager has to win this, right? He's got fucking... Uh, I know he's fucking beaten tin cans or whatever in Bellator, but he's fucking <laughs> beaten two tin cans. You know what I mean, he's fucking got a 2-0. So it's got to be Hager. And then they'll have a rematch, and it's be, it'll be a real wrestling match, and Wardlow win that. That's just what's probably going to happen. What do you reckon? I think Wardlow has been absolutely cleaning house on AW Dark and Dark Elevation. I would like to see Wardlow win, but if Wardlow wins, Bellator might turn around and say, Hager, here, mate, if you can't win a worked match, we're not keeping your contract anymore. And his fucking missus will kick him out. Mind how he's, mind how Jake Hager's missus kicks out losers when he got pumped off a fucking John Moxley. I love that. Jenkins still like Jenkins sleeping in the flatbed of the inner circle. Um, yeah. Right, I'm saying Wardlow to win because I love Wardlow. Championships. Darby Allen versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky two on one match. Darby can't win this. I know they're gonna build it up as if he's gonna be the baby face who wins this, but you can't book a two on one match and have the one <laughs> win. It just makes the other two look shit. So Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, especially since they're high up in the tag rankings and they really respect the tag team division, they have to win and they have to make Darby they just they just have to make it look realistic. One guy shouldn't be able to beat two guys. Simple as that. Yeah. So Darby has to lose. I think Sting's going to come in and try and make a save. And I don't know if it's going to be a bit of a friction between them, him and Darby, or if it's going to be like Sting coming in as his dad and being like, don't worry, son, I got this. But I think Sting will be in after the match. Or maybe he comes in and, that, and, and that's why Darby gets disqualified. But Darby's going to lose. Ethan Page is quite guy to win. What do you say? I'm saying mind how Ethan Page say they wanted to kill Darby Allen on more than one occasion. Then they threw Darby Allen down the stairs. Like before their fucking big tag match. It was even... No, it was before Darby's TNT title match, wasn't it? They threw him down the stairs the week before. Um, yeah, so take that and multiply it by a body bag because Darby Allen's thing is getting in a body bag with thumbtacks and falling off something tall. So that's what they're going to do to him. Then the following week, Sting is going to challenge them on a two-on-one handicap match. So Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page for the win. Frankie Kazarian, Eddie Kingston, and Penta El Ferro Mieto versus the Young oh, Bucks yeah, and Brandon Cutler. Well, it's a wee bit of a change-up, isn't it? It's the same... It's kind of the same shit again. Recycled, but they're just throwing different people in. And I know Frankie Kazarian's on... I don't know what he calls it, but it's like he's like hunting all the elite and he's going after them one by one. The elite hunter. So, the Bucks lost last week... Because Brandon Cutler ate a pin, right? So, so they'll be prepped if we're going to be talking kayfabe. Yeah. The good brothers are going to interfere with this and cost Frankie Kazarian the match. Young Bucks are going to win. Young Buck Nick Jackson gets the pin on Frankie Kazarian. That's what I'm calling this. Mm. What do you say? I think the match may even be wrong. 
I don't think that is the match. I think for some reason Carol Anderson or Luke Gallows is in it. But I would like the Elite Hunter to get the pin. If it is Brandon Cutler in it, then he's got to pin Brandon Cutler. Who did we say was in this match? Frankie, Eddie. Is Eddie and Pack in it? I don't know. Maybe they have a fallen out at some point in the Elite win. Mm. The Elite Hunter, Frankie Kazarian wins. That's my call. And it's your boy, Cody, the cunt. My boy. And Brock Anderson, the golfer, versus QT Marshall, the bowler. And <laughs> who the fuck is Aaron Solo? If this feud has to continue, then I think QT Marshall has to win, right? That's the only way that you can continue the feud. Yeah. But it's fucking Cody, you know what I mean? It's like, betting against Cody, it's like fucking... I don't even know, man. It's like... I can't think of a funny analogy. <laughs> Don't bet against Cody. That's what I'm trying to say. Cody books himself to win. He's Triple H. He has. Anyway. He's better. He, what I think's interesting, right, is that you're bringing Arn Anderson's golfer Wayne into the mix, right? So, I think Brock Anderson's going to get the pin. Yeah. So, Aaron Solo's going to eat the pin. Brock Anderson's going to pin him. And that's how Cody gets the win. But somehow it's going to keep the feud going. So I think Cody and Brock will win. What do you think? I don't know what's happening. I've convinced myself that... I don't know why, but I think Brock Anderson is going to turn on Cody inside with the factory. But it makes no sense because QT absolutely belted Arn Anderson with the belt um uh be Brock Anderson pins AA run and then QT will beat Cody Rhodes the following week right last match I got here listed I was Orange Cassidy versus Cesar Bononi and for this feud to work with Orange Cassidy versus all the fucking B team I'm like Orange Cassidy has to get screwed over, right? He can't win. If he wins this and just rattles through all of them, he's going to make them all look like fucking jobber, useless shite, right? So, Orange Cassidy has to get screwed over. So, against my better judgment, I'm taking Cesar Bononi. What are you saying? I... I'm sticking with my earlier thoughts. Orange Cassidy's got to come out and they're like, whoa, boys, I was given a choice here. I didn't need to fight if I could play dress-up. And I think they'll do the dress-up. Everybody will be happy. Then we'll go to the next week and Orange Cassidy is going to be back in his double denims. Then the fucking wingmen. Are they called the wingmen? The fucking B players, whatever we're calling them, the B team. No, we can't get the B team. There is a B team. Fucking Benoni and boys are going to be raging with QT Marshall because no QT. Orange Cassidy because they just fucking gave him a new wardrobe, done him up. Everybody was happy. Everybody was cool. And then he comes back with his fucking double denim in Ray-Bans. 
I don't think they're real Ray-Bans. I don't think it's real denim. Fucking plenum. Phenom. No contest. Match doesn't happen. And that's where I'm ending it this week. Thank you very much, everyone. Mikey, thanks for giving us all your predictions. Fucking Dynamite is going to be Friday the 18th. So this will be like fucking two hours before or something. Then the following Dynamite is Saturday the 26th. We'll be out a bit more rapid than fucking Friday night again. <laughs> um, Yes, thanks for listening. Thanks for fucking staying with us. Apologies for being so fucking tardy for the past couple of weeks with it. But we'll be back on track. We'll try our best. As long as AEW put on good shows, we'll be here. Thank you. And that's me for this week. Thanks very much everyone for listening. Randy, thanks a lot for putting this together, man. You always do a fucking great job. Everyone, you can catch us as usual. We're on the website, www.snapdragonduplex.co.uk. You can get all the episodes on there. You can download them. Send them to your ma. It's fucking Father's Day on Sunday. Send them to your da. Why the fuck not? You can get us on all the bullshits. You know where we are at. Fucking Snapdragon Duplex, we're on Twitter, Instagram, we're on them all, we're on them all. See if you've got a question, see if you've got a fucking theory, an idea, see if you just want to call us a bam. I'm not a lot bothered, man, call me whatever the fuck you want. Randy does. So send us an email, snapdragonduplex at gmail.com. Why not? Love you all. Peace and love. You've been fucking great. Mikey Mac.